the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. And friends, it's great to be with you on the wonderful Friday afternoon, evening throughout Central Florida. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Of course, it's a program that highlights the outstanding Apopka High School Athletic Department and presents interviews with ball players, coaches, and alumni that share uplifting stories of achievement both on and off the field. We have a great guest. We'll go to him in just a moment. Uh, first of all, of course, I want to let you know about our sponsors that make our program possible, and they are Great Florida Insurance, Apopka, Apopka's trusted insurance agent, Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic, and Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Founded in 1972, Community Health Centers of Central Florida have been serving the people of our community with quality, affordable health care for over 40 years. Well, our first guest on Blue Darter Sports Central Night, our, in fact, our primary guest, was the lead Apopka to one of their three state football championships in the year 2012. Went on to a career with the Nebraska Cornhuskers, where he received his degree and was also received numerous uh, awards. And also, now he is in private business um, here in Central Florida. I'm speaking, of course, about Zach Darlington, former starting quarterback for the Blue Darters and starting quarterback for the 2012 state championship team. Hello, Zach. It's great to speak with you tonight. Hey, appreciate you having me back on. It's always great to catch up with you. You know, and literally, like I've said before, you know, pretty everywhere I go, uh, when people find out I'm from a popka, you know, one of the first things they ask, they ask about you. And so, it's always <laughs> great to have you joining us and um, you know, sharing, you know, bringing bringing us up to date on the, the exciting things that are happening in your life. Now, one thing that I do, because you know, you, since we've been, you know, met, uh, since you've joined us on the show last, uh, I think you've had a major development in your life. If I'm not mistaken. You have a new wife, or you have a wife, your first wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, got married in Nebraska, and then uh, my wife now, uh, she and I are expecting our our first son here in the next uh, within within the next month. So we're uh, we're pretty excited, hoping to keep the football tradition going, starting off with a boy. <laughs> well, c- congratulations to both of you. And I want to, um, and also, one thing that's a new development is you have, I think, some exciting news to share with us about uh, something you're doing football-related. But first of all, of course, I, I do, while you're joining us, want to, um, you know, over the course of the night, I'd like to share have you share about uh, your career at Nebraska, that, that incredible 2012 
a popular Blue Daughter State Championship team. Of course, the dr- very dramatic injury that you received on international television on ESPN um, in the preseason game of your very first of, of your senior year and uh, your recovery from from that injury and other things as well. But right now, can you share about uh, you've got an exciting new role in the game of football? Can you share that with us? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, when I came back here uh, to Central Florida, it was you know just kind of a chance to um, you know, just get back to you know, the hometown and. Um, had some opportunities come up with uh, uh, my business partner, and I decided to open up uh, another location in Florida. So he runs the one there in Nebraska. I run our Florida location. And once I got back here, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult not to get back involved and be around the program and, you know, stay in touch with uh, the coaching staff because, you know, there's so many uh, coaches that are on the staff now that were, you know, on the staff when I was there as well. Um, and so, um, yeah, I recently coached. Coach Ralston and I sat down, and he uh, he asked if I would be willing to uh, come in and, and just you know act as a, a quarterback uh, coach or and consultant, uh, you know, primarily in the off season, especially with the development, um, the off season, uh, you know, just the advancement and development of the overall quarterback position, not just on the field but then off the field, and what it takes, um, you know, kind of to be a successful quarterback in in that role, but even more specifically at a popka because. Um, it's not. It's not the same. Um, I guess uh, uh, you know situation as, as every school across the country. Uh, a pop can be pretty unique. Yes, and definitely a very high bar in terms of expectations. Certainly, um, and I, that's great news, Zach. And I, I can't think of a better person to have working with our quarterbacks and for Coach Rolson to have around the program. So I, I, I think that's very exciting news. Now, can you talk a little bit more specifically um, about some of the specific things that you'll be doing uh, working with the quarterbacks? Now, will you be working with them? Um, you, you talked about off the field, um, I'm sure on, on leadership and things like that, but uh, will you be working with them much on the field in terms of mechanics and um, the reading defense and things, things like that? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the big things, especially with um, you know we got a, a transfer uh, from Seminole and with Andrew McLean, and, and he's a great athlete, you know, very very athletic guy, um, but he's got a lot of you know raw quarterback ability, um, and so you know fortunately for you know I, I was lucky enough to obviously be you know trained you know very precisely from about the time I could walk. And so, uh, you know, playing in a program like a popcorn when my dad was running it, you know, that was the, um, that was my normal, you know, so it wasn't, you know, a flash and it wasn't overwhelming to me. Um, yes, there were hurdles and there were things that, uh, you know, I had to work through, but in terms of, um, um, I guess the shell shock of it, not quite as much. And, you know, with Andrew coming in, you know, unfortunately we'll only get, you know, one season with him. And so there's kind of a little bit of, some catch up in terms of just getting him adjusted to, you know, our play calling and the way that we're going to be uh, running things, and then uh, really trying to make sure that we just get the most out of the abilities and, and the skills that he brings to the table. Um, and so, to answer your question, yes, uh, on the field um, and in the off season, working everything from your footwork stuff, um, timing, reading coverages, identifying defense, uh, you know, pre-snap, post-snap. Um, just some of those things, because I do believe that he's going to have a chance, you know, to go and play college ball. And I, you know, because I walked that that same road, I I got a chance to really see, okay, wow, man, you know, I didn't, I was behind the eight ball in terms of going into college and and not having as much experience in this specific area. 
And now I can kind of say, you know, so, Andrew, when you get that chance, these are the things that if you can go in with a good, um, I guess, skill set and foundation and ability to, you know, identify blitzes and see coverage change and, um, you know, have timing and footwork and understand, you know, um, basically how to manage the game at a, at a very young age going into college, I think that's going to help him, um, you know, have some opportunities that, you know, I didn't have because, um, you know, just because I, I, I uh, the, it's just a different situation. But I've always said, you know, I think the greatest tale of a true leader is, you know, you're, you want the one that you're teaching to actually outperform you and to do much better than you did. And that's how I feel is where I, I would never want to keep any sort of information that I could give to, you know, someone in any aspect of life um, just so that they don't, you know, achieve what I did. It's just not really how I, I guess that's not what I believe in. It's not really what I, where my morals lie. And so that's really what my goal is, is to really help give uh, Andrew and the other, these other quarterbacks these opportunities um, to not only, uh, you know, have success out of Popka, but then further than that. Well, very exciting development, and I think it's uh, yeah, very positive for the program, and we're pleased, pleased that you're here to share about it with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Friends, you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We're glad you're joining us tonight. Our guest is Zach Darlington. Of course, he led the Blue Darters to the 2012 state championship game where he had a, also had an extraordinary outstanding performance in that game. Not only was the leading passer, but also the leading rusher for the Blue Darters. Uh, went on to a, a career as a scholarship football player at Nebraska, where, among other things, he was awarded the Tom Osborne Citizenship Award, and he was all-academic Big Ten at Nebraska. And as we're hearing now, he is back uh, with the Apopka program in a uh, assistant coaching, quarterback coaching um, capacity. No, well, Zach, we've got about two minutes before we go to our next break. And I do want to follow up the question about working with the quarterbacks at Apopka on mechanics. Um, I'd like to ask you about working with them uh, with and help develop, helping them develop their leadership skills. Uh, but I, I suspect that'll be longer than a two-minute answer, so I'll save that for when, <laughs> for when we come back. But um, before, is there anything uh, that might, a shorter answer that you might like to address? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just uh, you know having to come in and only getting you know really an off season to go into that to, to the you know that senior year. You don't have as much time to build you know, uh, credibility and, and understand the morale of the rest of the team. And so he's kind of got to go in and uh, quickly earn their respect. And that's going to happen in the weight room and, and at seven on seven and running plays and stuff that's not mandated. So that's kind of where it's going to really develop quickly. No, that, that's great. You know, and along those lines, you know, and, and, you know, correct me if you don't see it the same way I do, but, um, you know, just from talking to some other people, close observers of high school football in general and even college football in general these days, uh, some former players from back in the day. And plus, you know how these old we old school guys are. We always like things better when they were back in the day. But right. um, but I, I do think it's kind of a common theme in sports today that sometimes uh, the you know the the new generation of players you know having been raised on computers and cell phones and everything uh, don't always have uh, some of them don't have uh, well developed leadership skills in, in some of the positions that you would hope that they would such as quarterback on a football team. Yeah, no, that you're spot on, and I think that comes down to different communication styles and leadership styles, and when you're on a time crunch to figure out what people respond to. No, the time is of the essence. 
What's great, please stay with us, friends. Uh, We'll be right back with Zach Darlington on Blue Darter Sports Central. We're glad that you're joining us. Before we go to that break, we want to let you know, we'll give a shout-out to our usual co-host, Steve Insulin. Steve is not with us tonight, but we want to give a shout-out to him, and we look forward to having him back again next week. And I do, as we go into break, want to let you know that Community, I want to give a shout out to our friends and our sponsors over at Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Founded in Apopka in 1972, Community Health Centers of Central Florida have been serving the people of our community with quality, affordable health care for over 40 years. Also want to let you know that St. Germain Chiropractic and Dr. Patrick St. Germain support our program as well. Well, friends, stay with us. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central with guest Zach Darlington. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Great Florida Insurance Apopka is dedicated to insuring Apopka and surrounding communities with the best value for home, car, and business and the best service. Here's Steve Insulin to talk more about that great service you get from Great Florida Insurance Apopka. Every single one of my customers has my my number, not just the office, but my personal cell. Same number, my wife calls when she's mad at me. Can't dodge their call. <laughs> That's Steve Insulin with Great Florida Insurance Apopka. Call Steve Insulin at 407-434-1145 or visit the office in the Hunt Club shopping center online at great florida at insureapopka.com great florida insurance apopka proud to be a presenting broadcast partner of apopka high school blue darter sports hey everyone it's pete paquette visiting with nikki cook from florida door solutions hey nikki how you doing i'm great how are you nikki i'm doing great thanks there's a lot of things happening at florida door solutions including celebrating your 20-year anniversary, serving Central Florida with the best garage door repair and products ever. You're helping folks with repair and design installation. You've done some of the cool jobs here lately. Tell us a couple of them. Uh, Most recently, we did the new Raptor ride at Universal, and then all of our guys got to ride it as a new ride, which was kind of fun. Nikki, tell our listeners about this unique showroom you've got. I think it's the only one in Central Florida like it. Yes, we do have a fully functional showroom or design center right here in Apopka. We can help you with your home, your business, Whatever garage door you have or overhead door, we can help. So please stop by anytime. Um, We're at FLADoor.com or 777 South Park Avenue. Thanks, Nikki. Serving Central Florida for over 20 years with the professional product, service, and installation they've become known for. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR or go online to FLADoor.com. It's a 20-year birthday celebration at Florida Door Solutions. Hey, DQ fans, the Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard is here. The Girl Scout cookies you love meet cool mint and world-famous soft serve blended together in this chocolatey minty masterpiece. Grab it today, only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Do you need help navigating your retirement strategy? Tony Kina of Kina Wealth can help. Chat with Tony now, live at KinaWealth.com. Chat live about your retirement now at KinaWealth.com. Tony S. Kina is an advisory representative offering investments and advisory services through Lincoln Financial Securities, member SIPC FINRA. The branch office is located at 941 West Morse Boulevard, Suite 100, Winter Park, Florida. Kina Wealth, Inc. and Lincoln Financial Securities are not affiliated. Chat live about your retirement now at KinaWealth.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. Breaking news, conservative talk. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. 
It's a great Friday night throughout Central Florida. Of course, I think all Friday nights are pretty great, don't you? We're glad that you're spending yours, part of yours with us on Blue Darter Sports Central on the new AM950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. We'll get back to our featured guest, Zach Darlington, in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to let you know that our program is sponsored by Great Florida Insurance Apopka, Apopka's trusted insurance agent, and by Florida Door Solutions, the high school ball players and their dedicated coaches that you hear on Blue Darter Sports Central are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage store problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Now let's go back to Zach Garlington. Zach Garlington, of course, was the starting quarterback for the Apopka Blue Darters in their 2012 state championship season. Had an extraordinary game. In an extraordinary game, of course, many of you will remember the state championship game that year was a 53-50 to victory that literally went down to the last second of the game. Also participated, he went to Nebraska as a scholarship football player, and while he was there, he, among numerous other awards, he was awarded All-Academic Big Ten and also was awarded the Tom Osborne Citizenship Award at Nebraska. He's currently, as we've just heard, going to be assisting Apopka Blue Rider football as a quarterback's coach and consultant in addition to his work in his own private business in the security industry. Now, Zach, let's pick up you know where we left off talking about your role, um, your exciting new role, consulting quarterbacks at Apopka High School, coaching quarterbacks at Apopka High School. And we talked a little bit about the, the mechanical type of things on the field, things that you can help with. And then when we went in the break, we were talking about leadership. Now, Ken, and, and you, you know, as you shared with us, um, and as you know, some of us but probably suspected you began to start getting coached up uh, by your father, Coach Rick Darlington, um, you know, at the age of two or three in terms of playing football in the quarterback position. Uh, what what were some of what were some of the things you learned from your father over the course of your life and your career, especially specifically your your playing career at Apopka um, about leadership? I mean, I think the biggest thing was um, you know in terms of regardless of the age that you are, um, you know, if you're playing as a freshman or a senior, um, the eyes are always on the quarterback, whether it's from the stands, whether it's from the, you know, coaches, opposing coaches, other teams, and then even more specifically your teammates. And so when it comes to the off-season stuff, um, that is where you build the rapport, the relationship, um, and, and I guess that, that uh, credibility with those guys around you so that in the when you are in the game and it does come down to those final moments and you step in that huddle and before you even give it give a play call you're able to look them all in the eye and they're able to know that you're going to give them everything they got and it's not because you're saying that you will right then it's because you showed them you know many many times before that and i think that's one thing that you know that's what happens when the lights are off you know when the stadium lights go off when, you know, the, the stadium's empty, you know, it's the time in the film room, it's the time in the weight room, it's the time, um, you know, out on the practice field. Um, is, and that's where you're really building up your ability as a, as a leader in that quarterback role. And so it, if, if it doesn't take place then, it's going to be evident when, once you step on the field. 
and I think it was uh, you know, a phrase that's always meant a lot to me was you know, my hero as a little kid growing up um, and still today is John Unitas, who was the quarterback for the Baltimore Colts. And he has a, a famous that he's well known, uh, saying he's well known for. Usually, uh, oftentimes, before the team would take the field, his head coach would say, uh, Well, John, do you have a f- uh, few words for the guys? And he would just um, look at the guys and say, Talk's cheap, let's go play. <laughs> so in other words, you know, let your play on the field you know, do your talking for you, not not verbally. <laughs> and well, you're 100%. Lead, lead, lead example. Stuff earlier, and I think that's. Very, very evident today. You know, there's a lot of, you know, talk about what I'm doing and, oh, you know, posting my workouts and all this stuff. And it's, you know, are you, is it being posted because, you know, you're wanting people to know you're doing it or are you actually just, are you grinding because um, you're, you're, you're doing it to better yourself and better your team and not, you know, for, because of what people think. And I think it can be almost, I think they say, uh, often imitated and never duplicated. Fringe, we're glad you're joining us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Right now, we're speaking with Zach Darlington as our featured guest tonight. Of course, he led the 2012 Blue Darters to the state championship game, to the state championship, played right there at the Camping World Stadium. Of course, we covered every play of it right here on our stations. Um, now, Zach, I, now I'd like to ask you, you know, we mentioned a lot of people, of course, uh, observed you as you were here, of course, um, in that dramatic season, 2012. Then you went on and played football at Nebraska on scholarship. And as you mentioned, you know, those, your experiences there certainly help, uh, will help you in your role now, um, coaching quarterbacks at Apopka and as a quarterback consultant. Um, what were some, uh, what were some of the things that you learned, um, uh, you know, uh, on, at the college level, and how how uh, what was the transition like from high school to college? So I think the biggest thing was was you know in my career in high school, you know uh, I never had you know the craziest yards and this and that. I mean, you look at the guys that were ranked. There were two guys ranked ahead of me in the, in the nation and uh, as quarterbacks. There were you know Deshaun Watson and Will Greer, and you know the numbers they put up were absolutely staggering. Um, but then you go and you look at who was around them. And they were their guy. And I always kind of took, I guess, pride in the fact that I didn't, like, we didn't have just one guy on that team. And so I didn't have to be the only one doing everything. You know, we had a great back and blocker. We had a great, um, you know, uh, um, little um, curveball with Chandler. We had Ray Ray Smith out wide. We had Bayday. We had uh, Jacob Whiprock, Trey Hendrickson. I mean, you can just go down the line. And so the ball gets spread out. And I think when I realized, you know, you get to college, though, the biggest thing I started to notice was everybody was the best of the best in high school. And so now all that talent level is a little bit different. And then I think the, the I remember the first time I – the exact moment when I realized, like, wow, even the 320-pound D linemen are way faster than, uh, than you're used to. Um, and that was probably my, my first – uh, you know, I guess note that I kind of said, wow, that's the biggest difference I, I've kind of picked up on was just the speed uh, from high school to college, not just the speed of the people, but the speed of the game, you know, read, uh, you know, decisions. Um, and that's one thing that um, you definitely notice as you do make the transition to college football. Now, can you share a little bit with us about your experience at Nebraska and 
kind of you know, like as I kind of mentioned before, you you were high, very high profile here for people in Central Florida when you were playing in Apopka. Um, of course, Nebraska is a long way away from Florida, and and so I'm sure not a lot of people had a chance to follow your career closely there. Can you just share a little bit of, about that experience with us, and 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 and, and how do you, how do you feel about the, the way that everything turned out for you? Yeah, so you know, I went to when I got recruited out of high school, um, and I committed. I committed, and Coach uh, Bo Pelini was there. Uh, he had been there for many years. They had had some great, um, just very athletic, dual threat quarterback. Um, and under uh, Tim Beck, who was the OC, um, they ran an offensive uh, system that was very, very similar to what we ran um, when I was there at Apaka. Kind of that spread option. Uh, we had a lot of uh, run uh, read uh, run games. We had some uh, you know RPOs or. Um, and so that was kind of where it was a great fit for, I guess, my skill set and my abilities. And uh, so when I got to Nebraska, you know, obviously surrounding my, um, you know, my injury my senior year, there was concern of whether or not I'd get to actually go in and compete. Um, but as I kind of got that chance, unfortunately, after my first season, uh, you know, Coach Pelini was, was fired and uh, they brought in uh, Mike Riley, who then uh, named Danny Langsdorf his OC. And Langsdorf came from the New York Giants, Eli Manning. So I go from, you know, almost an Oregon-like spread the ball out, you know, running quarterback, to now they're wanting to do seven-step drops and big, you know, angle post throws and um, just a totally different um, system that requires a different skill set as a quarterback. And that was where I realized, um, you know, some of the things that I could do it, um, but it was not my, I guess, my primary, um, um, you know, I guess, skill to uh, bring to the table. And that was where I really had to work uh, to, to grow in that, in that realm. Very interesting. I'd like to have you pick it. Well, I mean, we've got about two minutes for break. I'll just go ahead and ask now. And I'm sure that you know, once you saw you weren't going to be the starting quarterback at Nebraska, you had opportunities to transfer to another school and 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 possibly continue to pursue that dream. Uh, wh- what? Why did you choose to stay at Nebraska, and why did you choose not to to transfer to another school? So I, I did have a few different places, and and you know the number, the biggest one was uh, you know Chandler. Cox was at Auburn. Chandler is still one of my best friends. Um, was just talking to him, you know, on the phone yesterday, and um, he and Coach Malzahn really wanted me to transfer to Auburn, and I really considered it. But then I kind of came back to the whole idea of, um, am I? Did I come here for playing time? Did I come here for my career? Did I come here for myself? Or did I come here to be a part of a program and something bigger? And that's kind of what I always believed at Apopka was. I didn't have to be the star guy. I didn't have to be the guy with all the yards and accolades and this and that. I wanted the program to succeed. And that's why I stayed at Nebraska was because I felt that I had committed to something that was much bigger. And, uh, you know, Husker Nation, they deserved uh, someone that was bought into the program and not just bought into their own success. And so at that point I, I said, you know, I'm here for a reason. I trust God's got a plan. Um, and I think with the way my career turned out, it may not have been how I – you know, dreamed of it turning out as a kid, but I would not change a single thing. Not, not at all. Thank you for giving that great insight. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of wisdom in, in what you just said, especially in the, the nature of things, not only in college these days, but in, in high school as well. And, uh, friends, we're going to go to the next break. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with former Popka Blue Darter State Championship quarterback Zach Darlington on Blue Darter Sports Central. Before we go to break, I want to, of course, let you know that 
Great Ford Insurance Apopka, Apopka's trusted insurance agent, is our presenting sponsor for Blue Darter Sports Central. And want to give a shout-out to our friend Steve Insulin. In many occasions, Steve is here with us on Friday evening. He could not be here this evening, but looking forward to having Steve back again next Friday. And we appreciate his support and the support of Great Ford Insurance Apopka for our program. And want to give a shout-out to the great people over at Community Health Centers of Central Florida, They were founded in 1972, and since that time, they've been providing Central Florida with quality, affordable health care. Friends, stay with us. We'll be right back with Zach Darlington on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Authorities say three people are dead, two more missing after a group floating a North Carolina river on inflatable tubes went over a dam. Rockingham County Emergency Services officials say a total of nine people were tubing on the Dan River. Gulf Coast being pounded. Forecasters say the region could get nearly a foot of rain before the weekend is over. And in the western United States, that relentless heat wave temps 110 to 120. Yesterday's high in Death Valley, an unbelievable 128 degrees. And a judge in Kansas beginning to evict tenants who are behind on rent in advance. A federal moratorium expiring at the end of the month. The judge says he doesn't think the moratorium issued by the CDC is enforceable. This is SRN News. Great Florida Insurance Apopka is dedicated to insuring Apopka and surrounding communities with the best value for home, car, and business and the best service. Here's Steve Insulin to talk more about that great service you get from Great Florida Insurance Apopka. Every single one of my customers has my my number, not just the office, but my personal cell. Same number, my wife calls when she's mad at me. Can't dodge their call. (laughs) That's Steve Insulin with Great Florida Insurance Apopka. Call Steve Insulin at 407-434-1145 or visit the office in the Hunt Club shopping center online at great florida at insureapopka.com great florida insurance apopka proud to be a presenting broadcast partner of apopka high school blue darter sports weatherproof your next adventure with our newly redesigned accuweather mobile app now featuring the expanded four hour minute cast so you can plan with confidence Navigate through the app for your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecasts, all while maintaining the same level of accuracy and trusted features you've always relied on from AccuWeather. Download the new AccuWeather app today, available now in the App Store on iOS and in the Google Play Store. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke. Many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. 
Please set yourself reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat so that you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by Nitsa. Hey, Central Florida, check out this latest special from Blue Book Service. As you pay only $159 per axle for brake pads and labor. It doesn't include if you need rotors or other brake parts, but you still get a low labor rate. Blue Book Service Center, we're saving you money. Make your appointment now at bluebookcars.com or call 407-321-0741. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. Breaking news, conservative talk. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's wonderful to be with you here on a great Friday evening throughout Central Florida. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. As we talk about the outstanding Apopka High School athletic program and present interviews with high school ball players, with their dedicated coaches, and with alumni who have achieved many things both on and off the field since their time at Apopka High School. Right now, we're speaking with one of those, and that is Zach Darlington. Of course, he was the starting quarterback for the 2012 Blue Darters at won the state championship in dramatic fashion at what is now Camping World Stadium. Went on to a career as a scholarship quarterback at Nebraska, where, among other awards, he received the Tom Osborne Citizenship Award and was recognized as All-Academic Big Ten. If if you're just joining us, he shared with us the news earlier in the show that he will be assisting the Apopka High School football program this fall and now uh, as a quarterback's coach slash quarterback's consultant. Before we go back to Zach, of course, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors who make our program possible, and they are Great Florida Insurance Apopka, Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic, and Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Now let's go back to Zach Darlington. And you know, Zach, I, I, you know, I'd like to now um, go back and reminisce a little bit and have you share uh, and reflect on that uh, you know, extraordinary night, 2012 football season that ended in an extraordinary football game at what is now Camping World Stadium, a 53-50 to victory. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a championship game on any level that had a score like 53-50, to and if anything, the game was closer than the, the score might indicate, and it literally went down to the last um, last second of the game. Um, so, But can you just uh, share a little bit about that season? I'd like to ask you a specific question about it, is, you know, the season started slowly. You know, we started off... One and two with a loss at Dr. Phillips, um, a very close uh, dramatic victory over Lake Brantley, a come from behind victory, and then um, another loss uh, that, that was not close uh, to Olympia at home. Uh, from that one and two beginning, you know, next, you know, we, uh, you know, ended up culminated with a state championship victory and five single elimination playoff victories along the way. Can you just uh, kind of share about that? What it was like at one and two, and and you know, how did the team get 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 on track? Well, and honestly, I know we've kind of talked, you know, throughout the show about just leadership, you know, and uh, you know the leadership that takes place, um, you know, in the off season, um, and then how it's going to transition on the field. And um, I would say, if you ask anyone from that team, coaching staff and players, a hundred percent, 
what changed was just the leadership. Um, I remember after that, after that, uh, a loss to Olympia, um, it was a, it was a gut check, you know, because it's always great, you know, being a part of a, you know, a successful uh, football program. And, um, you know, there's classes before me that hold the record for most, uh, you know, know, most wins, most, you know, very deep playoff runs, lots of talented guys. Um, And so you almost, in a way, think that you're just going to breeze through um, on their coattails because of the reputation. And it's it's something that that sort of happens subconsciously. And um, we started realizing after that that we just didn't have, uh, you know, leaders on the field. We didn't have guys taking charge. We didn't didn't have guys that, that wanted it on their own. Um, and so it was one of those things where we would work hard, you know, during our workouts or our practice, but then it takes so much more than that. It takes time when, you know, uh, you're just getting guys to throw on the weekends when you're staying after practice, when you're going in early, um, it's the extra stuff that that's where you really set yourself apart. And, you know, that season, it really started to turn around and click. And, um, I remember we started going on just a run. Um, and I think we really caught our rhythm as an offense. Um, with just the versatility, you know, of our play calling and, you know, what we, um, I guess, what teams and defenses had to prepare for. And we had a really unique package with, you know, everyone knows Apopka for having the single-wing offense, and we were not running it that season. Uh, we ran a, you know, more of a, a read option, um, you know, spread option offense where we had, you know, stuff out of the gun. We threw the ball more than probably – you know, any Apopka team in history. Um, and as we started to really get that click, when we needed to switch over to, you know, a single wing offense, that's two completely different, uh, you know, offensive teams that a defense has to prepare for. And so being able to have different, um, you know, I guess, um, you know, um, cards up your sleeve to pull out, you know, and, and really just separate the games is where it started to really take off and heading into the playoffs and averaging 50 points a game. You know, we looked back because when you're doing it, if that's what you're doing, and that's that becomes your normal. You know what I mean? And so we didn't think anything of it. And then you look at other scores around the area, and, I mean, yeah, we're scoring a lot of points. And, so yeah, you talk about that being a dramatic state game. I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen a game um, of any level go to that many points, but then also just down to the wire. I mean, back and forth of just talented talented guys on both sides of the field. I mean, I remember Cypress Bay had two top 10, ESPN top 10 catches in that game uh, from a guy that ended up going to NC State. Absolutely incredible athletes on both sides of the ball. Exactly. I'd love to have you maybe talk a little bit more about that that game. Um, and just like you, it's one of not the most exciting games I've, I've ever seen on, on any level. 53-50 to 50 state championship victory, which, as you said, went literally down to the last second of the game. We were able to – we scored very late in the game, I think, with maybe less than two minutes. Um, you let a – you know, I think about a 90-yard drive down the field. Um, and then, But then they came roaring back and uh, with their super talented players, especially that wide receiver you just mentioned. And, um, you know, they were throwing into the end zone, and uh, uh, Rakeem Smith put it put it away with an interception on a deflected yeah. pass. But um, anyway, well, doesn't get really, yeah. Go ahead. What's interesting is, like you mentioned, you know, that last drive. Yeah, we went ninety yards, but what's neat is you look at we had I believe we had two fourth down conversions, or we had a fourth down conversion, and then we went in, and so on the fourth down conversion, we switched over to our single wing power system, got the first down. 
drive down a few more yards, then we switch over, direct snap to Chandler Cox, running power, and, you know, we get the go-ahead touchdown. And so that ability to go to flip back and forth and not, um, you know, skip a beat was, I think, what kind of set us apart as an offense. And what really won us the game, though, is, um, you know, headed into halftime, literally to finish the half, uh, Brett Wilson hit a 45-yard field goal. And I remember after I held the kick, I stood up, and I looked in the eyes, I said, you just won the game. Like, you just won us the game. Because I knew at that point, like, that was going to be the difference maker. Great insights. And I do want to mention it, 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 exactly what you just explained um, help, uh, illustrates, you know, the coaching genius of your dad, uh, Coach Rick Darlington, you know, in, in many different capacities. One, of course, as you said, just the uh, creativity on offense, um, but also the ability to get, um, you know, recognize players with, with, with unique talents and get them all involved some way in, in the offense. Um, and then also, of course, the, the, the leadership that he provides all, all, all the time. Um, but I, I did want to uh, mention, just ask you one more question. I mean, by the way, we're about two minutes up to our next break, and I'd love to have you stay with us if you can. But I understand if you can't because you're already over time with us. I'm but, always, pardon? I'm always down to stay. I love talking. All right, wonderful. We'll we'll uh, pick it up when we come back from break. But we got two minutes, uh, about two minutes before that break, and um, you know, one of the things that that I always think about was. The poise you guys exhibited on that last drive where we scored the winning touchdown because one of the unique aspects of this game was you know, we got ahead and uh, Apopka led most of the game. At some points, had a comfortable lead. Uh, you know, no league's ever comfortable, but but you know, it, it wasn't nip and tuck uh, throughout um, you know par- parts of the game. But then you know, Cypress Bay is refused to quit. And they had the very talented players. They came back, and then finally, if I'm not mistaken, they took their first lead of the game um, right there at the end, you, you know, uh, right with about four minutes to go. Oftentimes, teams you know that have, have been in that situation that have led the whole game don't come back um, and, and, and win the game. And then, of course, it, it was even worse for us because we started uh, deep in our own territory, our final drive, and even got a penalty that backed us up to the 10-yard line. Um, in, yeah. with, in the minute we have before break, can you just speak briefly to um, the poise that, that, that you guys had? How, you know, how, how did you get the guys to have the poise to, to think you could go 90 yards with a, a couple of minutes left in the game? Well, I remember when we stepped in the huddle, I remember looking around and saying, guys, we've done this a million times. This isn't the first time we've had to go through and drive the field like this, and we're not going to be calling plays that we've never called before. So it's not it's not, you know, it's not a new rodeo to us. And I remember the probably the toughest throw I've ever had in my career was a third down on that drive. I threw a shallow route that might have been maybe, I mean, no more than six yards to Jeverick Walker. He was wide open, no one around him, but the – as I'm dropping back, I'm thinking, like, those are the ones where if you overthink it, you fail it, and it's done. But then it came down to it looked exactly like it was in practice where we're throwing on air, he's wide open, hit him right in the chest, you convert, and then you look at, as we keep going, you get down to where it's, you know, a fourth down, and you would think, you know, it stakes a little bit higher. And, I mean, you know, it's executed perfectly where you've got Trey Henderson just pancaking dudes, Chandler, you know, knocking guys over. And so it just came down to – not trying to do too much in the moment and trusting what you what you trained and practiced this whole time and having trust in the process, yep. knowing that it's well, going to produce the fruit on the back end. Great insights. We'll be right back with Zach Darlington of Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. 
since 1972. Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. I'm Michael Easton, president of Fellowship Financial Group and host of the Retirement Income Show. With spring already upon us, it's critical to review your financial goals to make sure that you're on track for the retirement you've always dreamed of and deserve. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call us at 407-949-5888, 407-949-5888, or check out fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. And join the Retirement Income Show Saturdays at noon right here on FM 94.9, AM 950, The Answer. Hey, DQ fans, the Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard is here. The Girl Scout cookies you love meet cool mint and world-famous soft serve blended together in this chocolatey minty masterpiece. Grab it today, only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Hey, everyone, it's Pete Paquette visiting with Nikki Cook from Florida Door Solutions. Hey, Nikki, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Nikki, I'm doing great, thanks. There's a lot of things happening at Florida Door Solutions including celebrating your 20-year anniversary serving Central Florida with the best garage door repair and products ever. You're helping folks with repair and design installation. You've done some of the cool jobs here lately. Tell us a couple of them. Uh, Most recently, we did the new Raptor ride at Universal, and then all of our guys got to ride it as a new ride, which was kind of fun. Nikki, tell our listeners about this unique showroom you've got. I think it's the only one in Central Florida like it. Yes, we do have a fully functional showroom or design center right here in Apopka. We can help you with your home, your business, Whatever garage door you have or overhead door, we can help. So please stop by anytime. Um, We're at fladoor.com or 777 South Park Avenue. Thanks, Nikki. Serving Central Florida for over 20 years with the professional product, service, and installation they've become known for. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR or go online to fladoor.com. It's a 20-year birthday celebration at Florida Door Solutions. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. Breaking news, conservative talk. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great Friday evening throughout Central Florida, and it's a thrill to spend it with you. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the outstanding Apopka High School football program. And we do that in the context of in-depth interviews with high school ball players, with dedicated coaches, and with alumni who have achieved great things after their time in on the playing field for the Blue Darters. We're speaking with one of those right now, Zach Garlington, Led the Popka to a state championship in 2012 in dramatic fashion. Spent four years, uh, spent a career as a scholarship football player and quarterback at Nebraska, where he received his degree. And while he was at Nebraska, he received numerous awards, including being recognized as All-Academic Big Ten and a recipient of the Tom Osborne Citizenship Award. We'll go back to Zach in just a moment. Before we do, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Great Florida Insurance Apopka, Apopka's trusted insurance agent, Florida Door Solutions, 
Community health centers of Central Florida serving the people of Central Florida with quality, affordable health care since 1972. And of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic, proud to be voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. Now back to Zach Darlington. And Zach, I'd like to, you know, some other things I'd like to cover with you, but before I, one more question about the, or, you know, about the 2012 team and state championship game. And you actually just ran across that game uh, as I was kind of surfing the internet the other night on YouTube. And I, and I saw a big chunk of it. It was, um, it was really amazing because I really don't think I've even seen the game, um, in, in years actually. Uh, but it was amazing as you have pointed out already, the, the the number of players on offense that had key roles that made key plays that were crucial to winning the game. Uh, Jevrick Blocker on that final fateful drive, I, if I'm not mistaken, converted at least two and maybe three fourth downs on on tough hard nosed running plays. You know the pass completion to Blocker that you told us about. Um, you know Trey Hendrickson uh, actually, which I did not remember off the off the top of my head, actually had a big play on a on a reverse uh, during the course of that game and and made an outstanding catch. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I even ended up scoring a touchdown. So anyway, just amazing to to see it all unfold. And of course, um, it's pretty well known that the role that Chandler Cox played with his I guess Tim Tebow esque style of uh, of going in and, and and running the ball out of out of the single wing um, in the red zone, but. Specifically, I'd like to ask you about Trey Hendrickson because he's a player who's gone. Didn't get a whole lot of uh, publicity or hype in high school. Didn't get a whole lot of publicity or hype in college at Ford Atlantic, and now he's uh, in the NFL and, and having a very successful career with the New Orleans Saints. What can you tell us about him? So it's funny, Trey and I. Uh, you know, we, we stayed in touch in touch. You know, throughout college and everything. And my freshman year, we actually played FAU. Um, and I remember I went and I sat down with our left tackle. And I said, look, man, like, you know, you're, you're good. I'm not questioning you at all, but I just want you to know this guy is different. Like, he's good. He, he's just different. So, you know, be ready. And sure enough, um, sure enough, Trey ended up getting a sack on us that game. And I, I, you know, it didn't surprise me in the least, but Trey ended up going on and, and a great day you. Um, you know, like you said, unfortunately, um, he was, you know, had great sacks in terms of sacks and tackles, and but with just the, you know, I guess the, you know, following around FAU is not quite as big as other schools, so he wasn't, um, you know, as nationally known. But then when he got uh, drafted, he uh, he had called me, and you know, we had just all kinds of just crazy stories from high school of, you know, going through the program, and recently we were get uh, going to be getting uh, dinner, going to get some wings, and um, sure enough, I get a uh, breaking news from ESPN: Trade signs a ridiculous amount of money deal with the Bengals, and so I text him. I'm like, so I'm assuming we're not getting wings tomorrow night. He's like, no, I'm actually flying to Cincinnati now. I'm like, okay, well, when you when you get back in town, I guess dinner's on you. So. <laughs> That, that that's great, and, and one, another one of those players um, who had a lot of versatility. Of course, he was an outstanding lacrosse player as well. You know, and I guess he had played defense in, and and um, you know, Coach Darlington had moved him over to primarily to tight end that senior year, and he and he came up huge oh, yeah. with a phenomenal uh, phenomenal well, season. That that's that's probably one area that I think I wish I could have gotten to see him play. You know, college as a tight end because he's one of the best. Uh, tight ends that I've ever played with where he's just, he's the guy. He's an aggressive blocker. He's 
you know, just uh, give him the ball and he's going to go make a play. And in the state game, we had a play where I was, you know, once we got on a rhythm, I started feeling a little too confident. But Trey was my just throw it up anyway, and Trey up will go up and get it. And we had a big, um, like a 50-yard angle route where he went up and over a safety in between another guy, came down and double coverage with it. And, I mean, it was it was a risky throw on my part, but that's what it takes when you have, you know, I guess trust and, and faith in the guys around you. That's right. You need to have, the, as a quarterback, you need to have those guys that can go get the ball. Um, and, and he was one of them, certainly. Now, now and we're, friends, we're, you're glad you're joining us. We're speaking with Zach Darlington on Blue Darter Sports Central. And I would like to ask you another question, uh, Zach, this question more for the benefit of our listeners, because um, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times and you probably are tired of even talking about it. But, you know, for the sake of our listeners, most people, um, and that's one of the main reasons people ask me about about you whenever I tell them I'm from Apopka is you, you not only suffered a, you know, a, I would say a severe concussion, a dramatic, uh, maybe more se- and, and severe would be a better word, dramatic head injury concussion in a nationally televised, actually internationally televised high school football game on the road at South Carolina, the first game of your senior year. And of course that caused you to miss your entire senior year. But can you talk about uh, the aftermath of, of the injury and, and coming back from it? And was there ever a time you thought you might not play again? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, like you said, it was, like you said, I think you worded it very well. It was more uh, dramatic than, than severe. Now, uh, you know, obviously, anytime you're talking head injuries, you've got to take it very serious. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, I, mine was, was fairly severe where I had to, you know, I had to go to speech therapy for a while. Um, I had developed a stutter from the, from the brain trauma. And um, so that was really the, the concern that there was. Um, but in with making, having to make that decision of, um, you know, not, uh, you know, playing the rest of the year. Um, unfortunately, you know, my whole career, I played through many, many injuries. I played my freshman year with a torn ACL, my sophomore year with a torn rotator cuff and labrum. My that junior year when we won state, I had broken my right throwing arm, played the playoffs with it in a cast. So when it came down to, you know, is it my, like my physical body? Um, and am I going to just sit out so I can play again? Um, I usually choose to just play through it. But at that point, we had to decide, like, am I going to be able to have life after football? You know, I'm expecting my first son now. And the thoughts of and worry of, you know, am I going to be able to, you know, have those interactions with him if I were to have another accident? And, you know, that was kind of where that decision came in. But um, the support from the guys around me was unreal. You know, I mean, I still practice with them every day. The only thing was I just didn't strap up on Fridays, which is that's what you practice for. So that was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do, but it definitely did come down to, um, you know, knowing that there's, there is more things to life. Um, and with what I had gotten to accomplish so far, um, you know, I didn't feel that I needed to go and put, you know, our team's, uh, you know, success in jeopardy just so that I could get the chance to continue to play. Thank you for sharing great insights there. I know that was, yeah, it's a major stroke of adversity and it was, um, it was amazing the way that you've been able to to overcome that that adversity and and thank you for sharing sharing about that whole whole process with us. Um, we have about two minutes to go and it's been great to have you join us for on the whole show tonight. 
I um, w- speaking of Facebook, uh, one of your I see where one of your teammates has acknowledged our show on Facebook. That was Dion Loman, and from what I understand, he was one of those guys that uh, exhibited a lot of leadership there um, over the course of that season as well. Absolutely, absolutely. That defensive side of the ball stepped up big time with Garrett Stack and Dion Loman, and yeah, you know. Uh, you got Isaiah Bueller, and I mean, we had guys all over the field, but uh, Dion was definitely one of those guys where he was an, an off-season animal, and that's where I mean, that's your confidence in, in the people around you comes from that off-season, and that's the biggest thing that I can take away and that I've learned from all these guys is when they face something, not just on a football field, they've gone through that hard stuff, they've pushed through stuff before, they've had to work through adversity. And that's where I know you know they're going to be successful men after after football. Well, before we go, I guess we've got time for one more question. And what advice would you give, say, to a young man coming up, maybe out of Pop Warner football, maybe about to start high school, or maybe early in their high school career, you know, that wanted to have a career where they achieved their potential, whether that's playing quarterback or, or any other position? I would say honestly, the the thing that comes to mind, you know, right off the bat is. You know, obviously, as a kid growing up, you want to get to, you know, play football at the high level. You want those opportunities, the big games, the, you know, the lights, the, the fans, all that. Um, but when you get to that moment, you've got to be prepared. And all that preparation comes well beforehand. Um, it comes before any of that's taking place. And so it's one of those things, it's like an investment. You have to put that time in now. You've got to put that grind in now. You've got to go and sharpen yourself so that when you do get that moment, you're able to actually succeed in it and not fall in it. And so I would encourage guys to be out and, you know, pushing themselves and trying to, you know, get better each and every day and find one thing that they did today that makes them better than the player they were yesterday. Because then when the lights come on, it'll be, it'll be very evident. Well, Zach Darlington, you were one of those people, one of those guys fortunate enough to get that opportunity to get that moment and you were prepared for it, and you took advantage of it, along with your teammates. And thank you for being here to share about it with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Thanks for having me. Well, friends, that's going to bring us r- rapidly to a close of our show. Before we sign off, I want to let you know there will be a big event featuring a Popka Blue Darter Pop Warner 12U team next Saturday, not tomorrow, but next Saturday at the Apopka um, Northwest Recreation Complex. And I encourage you to get out there. It'll be a fundraiser, and I encourage you to support those guys, the next generation of Blue Darter champions. Friends, have a great night. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. News, opinion, passion. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer. WORL Orlando. It's 8 o'clock. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. Catholic bishops taking aim at President Biden. U.S. Catholic bishops have overwhelmingly approved the drafting of a teaching document that many of them hope will rebuke Catholic politicians, including President Joe Biden, for receiving communion despite their support for abortion rights. The 168-55 to vote was announced near the end of a three-day meeting of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops that was held virtually. Supporters say a strong rebuke of Biden is needed because of his recent actions protecting and expanding abortion access. 
Opponents warned that such action would portray the bishops as a partisan force during a time of bitter political divisions. I'm Walter Ratliff. Gunmen have kidnapped scores of children from a school in northwest Nigeria. It's the second of...